0: and it's over to Lewis and Robbie.
1: Hello and welcome listeners to episode 109 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast where too much talking of pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Annan and I'm I'm recording in the hubbub of the Waverley Animal Hospital that's busy, busy, busy going on behind me, but someone who is not busy at all, someone who has just been sitting down and had to be dragged in from lunch in this COVID time. You know, I hope you weren't eating, uh, just eating his takeaway, Lewis. It's Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going?
2: Good good Robbie I oh, know we just at a cafe mate just uh, just a hundred office gathering It was great It was just a quick catch up you're allowed to do that
1: mate. Uh, was it a Hillsong gathering I think they're the ones that are still allowed to gather at you know, you know outside of uh, home confinement <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, that's about right that's very you getting get straight to religion mate this is good it's a good start and
1: politics religion yeah. and oh. politics you know.
2: Yeah, spot on. No, no, just quick. Well, every Friday, me I mean, Deb, try and catch up for a lunch, the two of us, just to, with our children, just to, just kind of, uh, just just a time together, you know, every Friday, and um, and we normally go out, we get a takeaway sandwich, and we sit in the car on now on Fridays and chat, mm-hmm. get, get away from the yep. kids and homeschooling for a bit, so so I've dashed in from that, so it's it's sort of a, I suppose, a mental health thing, having lunch, you know, with your partner once a week, so I highly recommend and- how did the
1: uh, the mental health with a partner go after recording with her last week? Like, has there been any? Um, I can't believe you said that. I can't, you know, yeah, you, you you can't believe you cut me off. You know, what what do you what do you mean? You know, Robbie's still funnier than me. Anything anything like that come up on the uh, you know, and the the uh, the Kirkham halls this week?
2: Well, I have to I have to say, mate. I, given the week following, I would highly recommend that you and Christina do an episode. I think.
1: Oh yeah, um, I saw you walking in from the corner there. No, I'm not going to go any further than that. No, no, a, no, 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 no. Yeah. no but It's no, been no, a fantastic no, no. week. We'll just never... put it that way, hey.
2: But nice. We, this this episode though, we've got a lot of listener questions we got this week, and I'm not sure if it's because we had Deb on on the show. Obviously, Deb subbed in for yourself, uh, for the yep. week, and uh, but we got a lot of a lot of listener questions to go through. So we um, maybe awesome. we'll
1: move on. Sounds good, mate. Crack on.
2: Well, I just saw my week, I um thanks for asking. Um my uh,
1: <laughs> I thought either you said, Oh, we're gonna get straight on with asking about questions that like, oh well, wow, okay, all right, we're getting straight onto it here, we're getting straight on the horse.
2: Well we're we're a cat in this week that was severely constipated. So it's a sweet yep. cat where you, you um you know, you get it in, I oh, haven't hasn't pooed for a few days and you feel it and you go, Well that hasn't pooed for a couple of weeks, I reckon.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, and it had uh, you know, and you've palpate its abdomen and the poo's the well quite large, really quite large. and sort of the point where you, well, we've got to probably do an enema. It yep. might need that, that surgery where they take out half of the coal and that sort of thing. And, Subtotal
1: colectomy, yep. Yeah,
2: and uh, my bosses sort of said, oh, well, we'll give it a bit of, you know, a bit of laxatives. We'll put it on a drip, you know, we'll delay it a day, see how it goes, sort of thing. I mean, sort of did that and I was a bit like, oh, gosh, I'm not so sure, you know, I think really probably need an enema now, but that's all right. No, right. We'll do that, no worries. And the next day, oh, my goodness, this cat did a poo that was the size of my forearm. It was enormous. Wow. And it was literally like someone's pulled out the literature and showed me. I've gone, hang on a second. Did we just have some large man just drop in and drop that off? What what is that from? Because like this tiny cat this is the massivest poo I've ever seen. Houses. And, and never seen someone of the people at the clinic cheering so much for a cat that's done a poo. We were just really happy for it. Like, how good must you feel? You've just you just basically dropped off a forearm. And, uh, and, and now you're really comfortable, ate a bit of food, fine. It went, went home really, really good, good success story.
1: It, it is amazing. Um, just uh, how remarkable a part of the body, the anal sphincter is, you know, <laughs> the fact that it can distend that far like that, it, you know, give us a percentage of the, uh, the size of the cat's head, uh, to how big that poo was, because you know we need to have some sort of proportion here, Lewis, you know, you've said it's a small cat, but you know, how, what would the diameter of that poo be to the size of the diameter of the cat's head?
0: Oh,
2: that's a that's a really good question. Probably probably double the width of the poo was the size of the cat's head. So half the half of its head was it was a poo. We weighed it, we weighed it when it first came in and it was uh, 3.8 kilos after the poo, 3.2. Wow. a grand go. poo there. Now that's that's oh, I reckon that's a good size.
1: That's if one you, hell of a deposit. It's probably lucky you
2: said, that it didn't do it. If you said to anyone, you know, anybody, any of our listeners out there, if you said I've got a way for you to lose half a kilo in ten minutes. I think they'd they grab at that opportunity. What do you reckon?
1: Uh, well, yeah, until they find out that their anal sphincter's got to dilate to um, a half the size of their head, that might be a uh, might be a game changer. They might be down off to the colonic clinic.
2: <laughs> I reckon it was unbelievable. So oh, we're all cheering for the cat. It was fantastic. But speaking of cheering for the cats, I um we we're still doing COVID protocols at work um, now. Where uh, <coughs> excuse me, we um. Uh, we have owners outside the clinic. I don't know where you're at at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um, you're still the same? Still the same. Yeah. Yeah. Owners come out to the car park. Vets go out and talk to them, bring the animals in we're, um, we're, we're, we're waiting until so I think this, uh, this Sunday night is going to be the, um the next, uh, you know, um poo bar meeting in, uh, in Australia and Victoria to see whether or not they're going to try and start loosening off some of the things. So that's when we're going to sit down and try and rethink whether or not we keep going as we are, but, yeah, not not sure. We'll wait until then.
2: Yeah, so we we basically a nurse goes out, gives actually a uh, form for the owner to fill out, a um, little bit of information of what's going on with the pet. And uh, had one uh, client come in, and now to be fair, English is not their first language. Um, yep. And uh, and they they had their little kitty cat they brought into me, and this is a uh, uh, so under the heading, please list your current concerns or reasons to visit. Yeah. They're gone. She had an eye infection. <clears throat> and after taking med, some medications, yep. we yes. still occasionally saw something in her eyes. Okay, fair enough. Understand not enough. That. N- something going n- on with the eyes, all good, all good.
1: Yeah, not not the eyeball.
2: Well, yeah, eyes, that's enough, enough. Something of the eyes are not with it, about. Yeah. And also, she shouts a lot recently. Wow. Even woke, even woke us up at 3am, and patting or feeding or playing with her can't stop her shouting. And right. I thought, I thought, isn't that really cute? They've obviously used yeah. Google Translate, or well, they thought, what's it, what is the cat doing? Well, the cat sort of maybe it's yelling, or it's uh, you know they've Google Translate yelling, loud voice with, with its shout. The cat is shouting at you, and I thought, yes. what's well, that's kind of interesting because if the cat's shouting at you, it would indicate the cat's probably pretty angry with you, and yet yeah. they're, still, they're still feeding it and playing it and patting it when it's when it's shouting. So. Just a really, really cute little uh, translation thing that I thought I thought was interesting to show up.
1: Yeah. Well, any reason as to why the cat
2: was shouting, Lewis? The, the Any cause for it? Now, it's interesting you bring that up. I knew you would ask me what was the, the cause for it. Yeah. You know, I, did, I did have a long chat to them on the phone. And, and the funny thing was I, I sort of said to them, well, you know, I feel like the cat's probably doing an attention-seeking behaviour. And you're rewarding yep. it, you're feeding it, you're playing with it, you're giving it a pat. Well, of course, perhaps it's going to keep doing that. So we sort of talked a little bit about, well, you know, some some ideas. But one of the ideas was, well, you know, often just trying to ignore it when it's yeah. uh, when it's shouting at you and rewarding it when it's quiet, you know, with the food and, and maybe getting a time feeder so food's not associated with you. Um, but the, the shouting aspect, and, and I said, you know, you start ignoring it. And so when it's shouting at you, you look away, you turn away, you do ignore the cat. And he said, you know, how long do you think that might take? And I, you know, my experience is that, look, we could be looking at up to sort of six weeks and there's the potential for during that time for the shouting to actually get worse. Because worse, the cat, yes. The cat gets a bit frustrated and thinks, oh, well, I, I shouted this loud before. Now if I shout twice as loud, then that might work. And so I sort of said, you know, it might get worse before it gets better. And he sort of paused on the end of the line. And I was like, are you still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm still here. He goes, um, have you got another solution for me? <laughs> earplugs. I did say earplugs. Well, he said, at night time, it's okay because it just wakes up my partner. It doesn't wake me up. I sleep through it. i going, well, buy some earplugs for your partner. And if it is really bothering you at night, we can talk about some medication for nighttime, But during the day... I think you've just got to be working on the ignoring stuff so he said oh well and actually interesting point that's the same cat that do you remember we had a cat that um uh, that was Not, scared not the one that fell
1: off the not the one that fell off the off the balcony
2: No no not the one off the balcony the one that was scared and hiding behind the curtains all the time and we were yes. out, it was because they'd bought a new TV Scared of the TV scared of the yes. TV same
1: cat the TV cat
2: Cats on 100% Zilke now Wow. On Zilkeen all the time and and loves the TV. Watches the TV. Well, is
1: that is that the reason why it's yodeling Lewis? Because it just wants more Zilkeen. Has it become hooked?
2: Well, I think it's been watching watching a bit of the replays of the footy. Maybe the Grand Final. What Grand Final? Maybe two thousand and eighteen grand final it's watching and it's shouting at the T V at the result. Do you think that might be It it might be it well, might I mean, be yeah certainly C- C- certainly wouldn't be
1: worth watching the uh, the twenty nineteen grand final because uh you know yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a snort bit of a snort fest you know and it'd be
2: cheering it'd be cheering for us watching that one. I'm pretty, pretty oh, sure. absolutely so that hey, was um I sponsor no, no, I... Well, we'll oh hang first. on I... so go for it thanks very much Zilkeen we uh, really appreciate your support there's a really good example of where it's working I'm uh, yes. sure we'll use it for the shouting but certainly um, fantastic anxiety lowering medication um and uh and work, working well for a cat that was scared of the tv now you got something yeah, we, uh, we're using mate. heaps
1: of that at the moment while we're um we're with us moving we've got some for the cats and for the dogs so you know everyone's uh, everyone's on the zilkeen uh ready for our move because we move this weekend fantastic
2: and what else we yeah. mate anything else
1: uh, oh no, that's right. Um, so there's delicate care. The cats are still enjoying their delicate care food. You know, they're uh, enjoying uh, munching on that. Uh, currently, w- making their way through a nice bag of the dental food. So that's good. They hear a good, hear a good crunch as they uh, start going through there. Um, but uh, also spoke to um, someone from baseball um, this week whose cat needs a, uh, <coughs> a, a novel protein diet. So uh, happened to talk to them about delicate care's uh, sensitive skin and stomach diet, the one that's uh, kangaroo and duck. Based. Taste.
2: is is the baseball still on mate you're still you still battering up
1: no 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 baseball only getting only getting battered around by uh helping out people uh over the phone because with their uh with their animals so oh, but no right. no okay. no yeah. baseball itself you know uh, and Ruben's too young to be able to like if i keep throwing the hard ball at him he just keeps whacking him in the head because he's not quite good at catching it yet so
2: well he needs to throw it harder mate he's got to learn he's got to learn to protect himself
1: well, yeah, I did that the first time, but then when it hit both eyes and he couldn't see, I sort of thought i better just start lobbing it in underarm to him after that.
2: <laughs> All right, and, of course, we've got our Patreon supporters. We've got a, another new Patreon this week, mate. Uh, oh, excellent. We've got uh, Rebecca. So thank you very much to Rebecca. Rebecca actually had a question too, which we might get to at the end of the show when we go through a few more questions. But excellent. You. Shout out to Rebecca. Uh, thank, I think she's also from America as well. So thank you oh, for cool. supporting. Sab- Supporting us on Patreon, um, sticker coming your way. Yep, yeah, and and y- is there really? Oh, well, use? there should be. Well, certain tiers, it's only certain tiers, and I'm not sure, Rebecca. I'll send her one. It's great. Send her file, one. But the post is pretty slow, and it's expensive.
1: It's expensive yeah. to America. Yeah, don't be a don't don't be a meanie. Maybe we
2: could send one fine. to Suzanne, who Su- Suzanne yeah. signed up last week. Suzanne, oh Baker. cool. Uh, I don't yep. know if you listen to the podcast. Me and Deb talked about our other new Patreon we had last week, Suzanne W. Baker, uh, and and she actually sent in an email to us this week. Um, all right. Hi, Dr. Lewis and Dr. Robbie. I just listened to podcast episode number one hundred eight, and was thrilled that you all you all mentioned my name hey. as a recent Patreon supporter. Well, we've done it twice awesome. now. Awesome. Done twice now. Actually. I was running around shoving my phone in everyone's face saying, they said my name on the podcast. <laughs> hey, hey. I just love you all's podcast and I'm so glad that I came across it. Oh, here's the, here's the clincher, Robbie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Dr. Lewis, please have your wife on more episodes. She has the sweetest voice that I could listen to all day.
1: Oh, there you go.
2: You need to work on your sweetness, mate.
1: Wow. Gee whiz. That's um, well, well, Suzanne, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have Debs. Uh, you know, she, she does have a dulcet tone, does Deb. I mean, that's, that's how she managed to uh, soothe the savage beast that was you in your uh, in your twenties Lewis. So, so it's no wonder that, uh, that the people have picked up on, on Deb's uh, fantastic ability of being able to just phonate in a way that it just, you know, calms people down, but I'll do my best, Suzanne. I'll do my very best.
2: All right. Well, she also says a little bit of background about myself, as I'm a seasoned dog groomer. So oh, not only right. they've got a sweet voice, Suzanne is seasoned, well seasoned. Oh, nice, good. And I'm always getting questions from my clients about their dogs, and of course, always, always suggest they talk to their vet. Very good, very good. Good, good advice. However, I can help them with certain things such as coat care and nail trimming. I bet you can, Suzanne. Fantastic. Yes. I've been considering doing a blog about pets, and that's how I came across your very informative and so entertaining podcast. I've told so many about it. Ah, oh,
1: good on you. She definitely deserves a sticker.
2: Yeah, well, she deserves a sticker. But maybe I could send but her. So does Rebecca. She, she, she can. I'll send her two, and she can send one on to Rebecca. How's that sound?
1: But do you think she knows Rebecca?
2: Well, no, not Wait, necessarily. A me- this is cheaper, cheaper domestic. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for everything, and look forward to listening to many, many more episodes. You all have a great day. Suzanne Baker, Bark Avenue Grooming. Now get behind it if you're in nice. South Carolina. Go to six one eight nine Cade Cade Road, Cades, South Carolina two nine five one eight USA, and hook Suzanne up on on Instagram. Suzanne underscore Bark. Av grooming so check it out and if you want want to get a big plug like that (laughs) you can can support us on patreon too yeah and where do they find us lewis uh go to patreon.com two vets talk pets um and we really appreciate appreciate your support so there's definitely a sticker coming for suzanne but rebecca well we'll think about it what do you think we should (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm, you know man, I'm a softy mate you know just just picture what Deb would say what would Deb say with her dulcet voice would Deb say Lewis send the, po- you know, send the sticker of the podcast or would Deb say nah be a meanie Deb would say send the sticker I'd you send it too I'd send it well, too because you've been such a such a, such a um, I was going to say a <laughs> word but I know sometimes the kids listen to the podcast
2: well we don't I don't have an address to Rebecca so you are getting in touch with me Rebecca and see if you like, oh, the, answer. If we'll yeah. get, like the answer to the question we give you
1: Cool. And um and Suzanne, maybe she could put uh send us a picture of her having the
2: sticker up in the up in her window. Oh, at, you're at Bar K- Avenue grooming. yeah, that's a great idea. Oh. When you when you get the sticker, mail is slow at the moment, so it might be Christmas, but when you get it, yeah, send it, send a sticker, put it up on we might send her two so she can stick one up and keep the other one as posterity. Fire. Oh, sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now I've got a hypothetical for you, mate. Shoot. So uh, I did some research now. I was going to do this last week, but said, uh, I couldn't do it with Deb. So let's say we've got a hypothetical. We're back on COVID now. All yep. Right? So so you, you're in the vet clinic and uh, we'll start with you're an owner. and yes. You're an owner okay. with your dog or your cat and you yep. are suspicious for whatever reason you think your dog or cat might have COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2. You're your owner. Yep. Well, what would you do?
1: Um, the first thing I do is I'd listen to all our previous podcasts and realize that it's very unlikely. Now, um, yes. uh, so, so, so I, th- I guess the, um, the first thing would be I would probably call my vet. I would cool. call cool. my vet and say, hey, I, th- I think Fluffy has got COVID. What do you think?
2: Righto. So Fluffy's owner rings up Dr. Robbie. We've got Dr. Yes. Robbie on the Pish.
1: phone. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Hello. Uh,
2: Robbie, Robbie. Uh, yep, yep. You say, oh, you better come in the clinic, examine your pet. Righto. You examine the pet. You think, you think, as a vet, it could have COVID. Very rare. Mm. Very unlikely. Not likely to happen in Australia or even in the world. We've got no limited cases. Listen to all the other podcast episodes. But as a vet, you think, yep, I think Fluffy could have COVID. What
1: would you do next, mate? Oh, well, well, um, so first off, I would have been, uh, if the owner said I've got, uh, I think my animal's got COVID, I said, well, do you have COVID? Uh, in yeah, order you've to done a that, you've done
2: all that, all that yeah. and very oh, suspicious no, that the cat's it. got COVID.
1: Yeah, gotcha, you gotcha. That? Yep. So... What I would do is um, I would, uh, because in the clinic I would have been having everyone having personal protective equipment, Um, even though there's been no evidence of spread from animals to humans, um, I still would be... you know, careful because you wouldn't want to be the index case. You know, someone was the first person to eat a bat at the wet market and end up with COVID. So, yeah, you, know, you don't want to be number one. Um, but I would, uh, I would contact the um, the uh, Department of Ag and speak to them and say, "Hang on, I think I've got a, a potential animal with COVID. Um, what do you want me to do?" Right.
2: So you think that would be that would be a, a, a solution, definitely. And, and I like your sort of thinking. So I thought, well, maybe one day. Some, one of our listeners who's, who's a vet or somebody or, uh, you know, or an owner gets, gets contacted about um, uh, about this particular situation. So I contacted ARL, which uh, Australian yep. Animal Health Laboratory, or now called the Australian Centre for Disease Preparedness, which is down in Geelong, um, you yep. know, 50, 100 Ks from, from Melbourne. Um, and I thought I'll contact them and see what samples would I need to take hypothetically, if I thought I had a cat with COVID. Okay, so I sent them an email. Um, Hi, I've got a contact there, so I won't say their name. I hope hope everything's well. I do not have a suspected case of SARS-CoV-2 in an animal, thankfully, but I was wondering if you could send me a protocol for sample collection and submission for a suspected case, please. I'm the co-host on a worldwide, highly downloaded podcast called Two Vets, Two Vets. Top 100 in Australia. Yes, And I would like to be able to inform our listeners more about the sampling and submission process. I do appreciate that all tests do need to go via the State Animal Health Authority first. Is that Agriculture Victoria for Victorians? Thank you, regards, Lewis. All right, no worries, fine. Thought, yep, that should be easy. I should get something back in an hour or so. Well, yeah, I I did get an email back. So, uh, hi, Lewis, thanks for your email. Um, Our advice is that any veterinarians wishing to test for SARS-CoV-2 should speak directly with their relevant state veterinary authority for guidance on sampling and submission. You are correct in Victoria. The Veterinary Authority is the Agriculture of Victoria. Sorry we can't be of more assistance. Right? Mm-hmm. All right? Okay, Fiona, if you have palmed me off. Yep. Quick okay, email back. Do you have a contact at AgVic for me, please? Uh, hi, Lewis. Uh, best contact would be your local district veterinary officer. No name. Right. No phone number. No email. Yep. Right. Or you can contact and they give me another lab. All right, yep. Fine. Okay. Yep. I did contact the other lab. They were helpful. They said, we don't do anything about it. No. And so I thought, all right, district veterinary officer. I don't know who that yes. is. How do I find out who that is? Well, I know, <clears throat> I do know the, uh, the big cheese, the CEO, the head veterinary officer. Yeah, Victoria. Yeah, no, of, of, of the world. Well, Australia. Oh, oh, wow. Mark ship, Dr. Mark ship. Yep. And, uh, and I thought, well, I'll go on Twitter.
0: And oh so I right!
2: Said, I said to the big cheese, mate. Where can I get some info on on testing? Hypothetically, I had a case. I'm a vet. Not for owners to test. Not to be worried. Not thinking we're going to have a, yep. t- a test. Not
1: scaremongering. To- yeah. yeah but, but, just... I've got,
2: but I've got Fluffy in the consult room now, and everyone's getting just a little bit stressed. Yep. So so he then referred me to a website, agriculturalgov.au website. I thought, all right. Yeah. Yep. That's great. All right. Um, so uh, the Animal Health Council on the ADVIC website is aware that commercial entities have developed tests for SARS-CoV-2 in animals. Diagnostic testing and surveillance in, animal, in Australian animals for COVID-19 is only recommended on the advice of human and animal health authorities. Great, great. If testing is required it should be undertaken at the CSIRO Australian Centre for Disease Preparedness in Geelong in Victoria. Formerly R. Uh, so we come full circle. We come wow. full circle to my initial contact. So email back to R. Yep, yep. Back to the contact and say, and, hey, guess that, what? My initial email, sorry we can't be more of assistance, was the reply. Yes, I, said, yep, well, I quote. That's right. I said, I have spoken to Dr. Mark Shipp, the Chief Veterinary Officer, and he yep. has referred me back to you are you able to help me hi lewis <laughs> please find the relevant samples required for collection below why couldn't i drop yeah. that first email i don't understand yeah. how i had to go through such a rigmarole and so basically you have to see your vet they were they really, everyone yep. who i spoke to said don't let the public think that they can be testing or they should be testing, you know, it's such a yeah. low incidence in Australia, but, you know, go to your vet and talk to them about it. But the samples they've, they've said is, is some nasopharyngeal swabs, some oropharyngeal swabs, so they're samples in the upper respiratory tract. Yeah. Interesting, they've also said some lower respiratory tract samples are possible. Oh, gee whiz. Yeah, so, so, so you have to
1: do that under an anesthetic.
2: Yeah. Oh, you probably well,
1: have to anesthetize them to get any of the samples. wouldn't well, you? Well,
2: good luck doing an oropharyngeal swab on a cat while it's awake, mate.
1: Yeah. Wow. No. Yeah. 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 It's not yeah.
2: going to be easy. No, it's um, all in a seat. All in a seat. So dracheal aspirate, or pleural fluid. I've wow. also said you can do rectal swabs too. Right. Um, and That's then, an
1: easier sample to take.
2: I think we could probably get that one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As long as it's not from that cat that's just laid the forearm on the floor.
1: Oh no! It'd be easy to get that. You could you could put you could put a hundred swabs up there.
2: You could get a large swab in there, couldn't you? <laughs> yes. Um, and then uh, and then they also talk about a forearm serum. size swab. Yeah, talk about serum samples. Um, yep. Which the serum testing is not actually available yet in animals, but they can put it in storage at all if if you need it or down at uh, down Geelong there. And then yep. I guess if you're suspicious in a death, they will take postmortem samples as well. Yeah. So, and then they say a sample should be kept as cold as possible without freezing during transit, transit, blah, blah, blah. Hope that helps. Well, yes, that does yes. help. But yeah. what a rigmarole, mate. I mean, yes, we're at such low risk here in Australia. We're very fortunate. Everything's really lucky. But God forbid if, um, you know, I actually had Fluffy in that consult room and, and yeah. that, there, there's sort of 48 hours of me running around and only because I've got a contact, you know or mark on twitter of all places um, yes you know you, you finally get to some some sort of semblance of an idea of what you need to be doing
1: well it's interesting that you um that you've done that Lewis, because uh, many many weeks ago i actually like when the ava was sending out a lot of their um uh, covid response things for clinics and stuff i i sent him an email saying um in fact i could probably even find where um
0: yeah give uh, time.
1: Yeah. No. So. Um. So what? Um. So I. I sent them an email saying. Uh. Sent uh, the AVA. Um. COVID action group. And said, look. One day, someone's going to be presented with an animal that they want to. You know that they're going to want to test. What do we do? And they said, oh yeah, no. Look, you don't have to. Yeah, you know, I don't remember their exact. You know, I'm not going to quote them. But it was. Um. It was very much a. No. Look, the incidence is so low. You're not going to have to worry about trying to do it here. It's like. Oh, you know what it probably wouldn't hurt to know what was going on and so that if someone's worried they've got to make one phone call and then they can have every bit of information that they need you know even if that one phone call is to ring up someone else to say no look you're absolutely fine everything's okay because one day someone's going to ring up and it's not um and yeah you'd hate to be the one that missed it because Someone had to be the first person to find anthrax in a cow up in um, Northern Victoria. Someone had to be the first person to find Rinderpest. Someone's going to be the first person um, who's found hand, foot, and mouth, uh, foot, and mouth disease. You know, hand you've got mouth. to hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah. So when you don't, there's no such thing as hand, foot, and mouth anymore because you wash your hands so often. There's no <laughs> hand, foot, and mouth anymore.
2: But in animals, there's, there's, there's hand, foot, and mouth. Well oh, there's foot and mouth. Well, you grab their hand on their foot and you put it in your mouth. Isn't it? is not that it?
1: Yeah, but only, only on only on special occasions. <laughs> hey. um, well, but now that, that was a, it. That's a that's a really good show uh, and. And and good because that's something that um, I think we spoke about it oh many 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 episodes ago when we had the the possible um, uh, or, or I not not the possible I had the um, the Babesia canis the um, the reportable um, exotic disease that all of a sudden I gone hang on geez I think this dog could have this you know um, we need to have the ability as vets of knowing that right or when we need to get into contact with someone that the information is going to be there and realistically they should have. You know, yeah. It it should be a one phone call thing where you ring up someone like Al or Ag Victoria or something like that, and they can go. This is the exact protocol that you need to need to follow.
2: Well, exactly. It's it's. But now it's just a one podcast, isn't it? Just listen to our podcast and listen we'll to us. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yes, that no, that's no, the no. Why, that's the way we that's why we label this podcast is what to do if you think your pet has COVID. Wait, the will just our, our downloads will go through the roof. We'll yeah. have, even Rebecca and Suzanne will have even more for Patreon subscriber friends.
2: <laughs> I think, yeah, the, the, I mean, the reason I did it was I just felt that it, I'm, I'm, I'm an, originally a scout and oh, uh, well. and my motto is is be prepared. And I think, you know, forewarned, forearmed, that if I've got an owner, they come in and they want to know about COVID, well, first thing I'd say, well, it's really rare your pet's going to get it. Then they say, but what if I want to test my pet? And I go, oh, I don't know. It yeah. makes me look like I'm not very knowledgeable on the subject. Whereas if I can say, well, yes, we can do tests. We've got to anaesthetise your animal. We've got to take these swabs. We've got to send them down here. It's really, really uncommon. It's going to cost a lot of money, blah, blah, whatever it might be. I can just say to them, you know, give them a bit more information that might make them think, yeah, okay, you know what you're talking about. That's fine. We'll leave that alone. Perfect. So yeah. there you go. Uh,
1: when you were saying um, forewarned and forearmed, is that anything again to do with the uh, what the cat backed out?
2: <laughs>
0: very good very good
1: thanks mate thanks it's, it's so hard to to actually um like i uh, sort of I wanted to bring that back up again, you know, the good old callback thing, but you know, it's sort of hard to do that over zoom because you sort of, you can't pick when it's harder to pick when someone's actually going to, uh, going to, yeah, that's a funny thing with podcasting at the moment, like, isn't you know, all the podcasts all around the world. And there's going to be this sort of real distinct segment of time of when everyone's podcast, everyone's recording remotely. And so, you know, the usual sort of dynamic that, uh, that a lot of people have is always a little bit different. So
2: yeah, definitely. Well, I did my, I had my first comedy show last night. Me and Deb watched it. Oh, yeah. A comedy show on Zoom out of the McKinnon Hotel in, in Victoria. Shout out to them. They ran a night with uh, Dave O'Neill, the comedian. and Oh, really? All, all on Zoom. So they had 60, 60 audience members and then Dave O'Neill, a couple of other comedians. And that was very obvious the first time they'd done it because they had Zoom, everyone unmuted. So the comedian's talking away and everyone's laughing or yelling or, or going, hey, Dale, can you get me another beer? And it was like you could not hear the comedians at all. So then they right. muted everyone except the comedian. And the comedian was there sort of just talking just to the screen, getting no laughs back. And I think yeah. it's hard for them to get some feedback of, was that a good joke or wasn't that a good joke? Maybe I shouldn't have brought up that pedophile joke because I got a lot of you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, that sort of thing. But then the when Dave Neil came on, he's obviously very polished He's very good in front of the microphone, been on the radio, used to talking to himself essentially for hours. And he just went on and on yes. and on and just went, well, they must be laughing or if they're not, I don't really care. We just kind of like we-, we do, I suppose.
1: Absolutely. Been doing that for 108 other episodes. So why change it now?
2: Exactly. And we have got some new... Countries that have joined on the podcast lately, some new listeners. Have we, we really? Give it give a shout out to them if you if they're uh, listening. And look, if you want to get on Patreon, we are two vets Patreon.com. But um, we've got we've got some listeners in Afghanistan now, uh, Bosnia wow. Herzegovina, Cameroon, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo. Oh, the Congo! Yeah, perhaps send us an email nice. if, you, if you're up there with the gorillas, maybe or something up there in the. In the, in Why the, not? Yes. In the mountains. Devon, Georgia, Iraq, Kosovo, Libya, the Maldives, Monterego, Morocco, Myanmar, Nauru, Rwanda, Serbia, Tonga, Vanuatu and Zambia. Big shout out I want to give to Rwanda. One of the best goat stews I've ever had in Rwanda. It was delicious. So thanks very oh, much, guys. There
1: you go. And thank you very much to the goat as well.
2: Yes. Well, yes. It was prepared over eight hours. We were very hungry by the end of it. <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's an interesting story. We were are at this little restaurant. We we'd gone flown into uh flown in no driven in, driven into Rwanda and we were at a restaurant where they couldn't the go to at night and we were the only westerners in the whole town and um yeah, right. and there was a guard at the door of the, the restaurant and we sort of went out to we got to go to the toilet across the road and the guard sort of had yeah. to go shelves across, across. We think the guard might have been armed. Well he was armed, but it was basically a long twig he was armed with. Yeah, right. And there were these kids yeah. that were... Was he, was he forearmed? Yeah. There were kids who were maybe... Um, could have been. It was a big... It was only a skinny, a skinny stick, though. N- not right. Easier to pass. Yeah. And and these kids uh, kids were coming up to the restaurant and sort of pulling open their jackets. And they had machetes. Like you'd see the guys with the copy watchers. Machetes yeah. hanging down. And the guy with the stick was just going... And just like, just like you push a cattle away, just like pushing them away with this little twiggy head. And we're just like, oh, my goodness, this is really, really scary. So, anyway, share it yeah. to Wonder. If, if there are any listeners, send us an email, pets at gmail.com. <laughs> Maybe you own that restaurant and you remember us. Maybe not. Yeah. they got the picture of you. Oh, wow. That guy that we cooked the stew for, he's got a podcast. Yeah. How good and is that? And he's bald now.
1: <laughs> Who'd have thought it?
2: That's right. It looks Who'd have thought different.
1: it, mate? Yeah, maybe we've got to send him home with a goat with the goats coat and you know use it as like a little you know uh, a, a little hairpiece for you a little goat goat style hairpiece oh, the
2: pelt the, the leftover pelt
1: we did yes. talk about
2: we talked about mink coats last week you missed that mate i did well, i did miss that yeah. yeah you have to go back and listen anyway all of us, we'll have to all, um and there was advice on this show is generally nature so please consult your veterinarian before following advice for your pet we do our best to provide the most updated information but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if we have missed anything. Uh, we might head off for a short break, mate, and, uh, and uh, just check the audio levels, and uh, we'll be back soon. Want to reduce your out-of-pocket vet expenses? With Gap Only, your pet insurance claim is assessed on the spot while you're still at the vet. You simply just pay the Gap and go. To find your closest Gap Only enabled vet or pet insurance partner, visit gaponly.com.au. T's and C's apply. Visit gaponly.com.au for further information. Welcome back guys uh, just had a, a quick uh, uh, little break there um, like I said we have got quite a few questions this week that, uh, that yeah. we got, which, which is fantastic it's amazing the all the different platforms that we're getting questions on now we get them on Facebook we get emails we get we got a our very first audio question came in this week Robbie oh an audio question from, from one hour, well, number, I want to say number one, top ten. We'll put her in the top ten or top five yes. listeners. It's your your in the mum, top ten. Your mum, my mum, your kids, Christina, yep. Deb, uh, maybe top ten. C- certainly a big supporter of the podcast. So we'll, I'll, I'll, Absolutely. Try this, I'll try and play this on my end through, through my mic and, and we'll see where we go with the question we got. See how you go. If you, if you want to send in a question on uh, an audio question, you can go to anchor.fm and I assume search for Two Vets Talk Pets and you can just record from your device and send us in a question. We'd love to hear these questions. These are great. All right, let's go ahead. Hi, Robbie and Lewis. It's Claudia
0: here. I just wanted to say that I'm still loving the podcast and really appreciate the effort that you're both going to to continue to report it in these difficult times of social distancing, homeschooling and everything else. I also have a question for you. I was reading a blog by an Adelaide vet, and he was suggesting that contrary to popular belief, there is no evidence to show that big dogs die younger than small dogs. Do you know if there have been any studies on this, and what do you both think? Thanks. Bye.
1: Well, and, thank you very much, Cloudy.
2: And and I really liked Deb's Deb being on the show. She was the best. Was the best episode I've ever listened to. Oh
1: wow! Oh, that's lovely. wow.
2: Thanks, Cloudy, for adding that bit in. That's great.
1: What a what a what a great indictment on how good your good lady wife was last week.
2: <laughs> so, what do you think, mate? The Adelaide Vet, what's he got going on? Wowzers! So, um, that
1: kind of goes in uh, contravention to basically all the um, admittedly anecdotal um, things that I've said to people for the last 20 years,
2: Lewis? Well, spot on, mate. The thing I've often wondered about, it, and I mean, we we, totally totally disagree with that, but I often wondered why, when you look across mammals, the larger species, such as your whales and your elephants, generally live longer than your smaller species, such as your mice or uh, maybe guinea pigs or rabbits. But then Mm. why amongst dogs... Uh, do large breeds generally shorter live than the smaller breeds. And that's certainly that's a what, very good point. That's what we, yeah. we find. find practice. So I did I did do a little bit of, of research on it. Um, and I did I found a a chat from Vicky O'Grain, who's a, uh, looks like a nutrition specialist at the annual, Con- uh, I don't know where that is, Oklahoma, <clears throat> um, Oklahoma or Kansas Conference and Trade Show. I'm not sure what it's about. But she said the average domestic dog lifespan what do you reckon what do you reckon the average domestic dog lifespan is what do you think
1: average average i'm going to say i'm going to say 11 and a half years of
2: age not bad mate 13 13 years
1: <laughs> just getting there
2: that takes into account the larger breed dogs live a shorter lifespan and smaller dogs a longer lifespan the maximum yeah. lifespan has been suggested to be, how old do you think the 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 oldest dog would be? What do you reckon?
1: 23 years of
2: age. Yeah, not bad. 27, 27. Ooh, yeah. Cats that are kept indoors live an average of how many years? Uh,
1: 16 years.
2: 14. And 14, a, Outdoor cats, and this is not, she hasn't quoted this, but outdoor cats live on average about two years of age, believe it or not. Ooh, yeah, gee whiz. The, that was an interesting behavior study, that one. Yeah. But the cat's average lifespan could be as high as twenty-five to thirty-five years. So she's gone a bit against the cat's what she's. average. Said. Whoa. Yeah, you know, gee whiz. It could be. Could be. Oh, it could could be. Wow. Yeah, wow. Gee that's that's a big that's a big that's a big comment. But anyway, so I, I did do research, I found it did find an article that was from uh the two thousand thirteen edition of the American Naturalist magazine. Are they the people that go to the beaches without clothes on? Well, that's why I'm referring to you, mate, because I've often seen you down at Mordialic Beach in your naturalist wear and I just thought, have you read the magazine? Have you read the April 2013 edition of the Naturalist?
1: Uh, it's It's... It's definitely on the, on the shelf. You know, I can't remember exactly what was in there, but given that I'm a monthly subscriber, yeah. I mean, it's very difficult at the moment being a naturalist when you're not allowed on the beaches. You know, like the you know, people are getting in trouble just for walking on the beach. So it's, got a, it's a really mad dash you've got to try and get from the bushes down to the water and then back again. It's, it's pretty tough.
2: You, you wouldn't want to be nabbed for uh, being nude on the beach as well as uh, not socially isolating at once. That, that would be awkward. Double whammy, double fine. Uh,
1: well, now the good thing is, is that um, if, usually if I'm running naked on the beach and I'm fairly socially isolated anyway, so there's, um, yeah, there's no one within 1.5 metres of me anyway. So we're, we're good from that.
2: There's just a lot of people running away screaming. Is that what you're saying?
1: There is that, there is that, <laughs> yeah. But hey, we're not getting
2: COVID from them. No. So this, is, this, is, um, this was a, done uh, an article from biologists out of Germany's University of Göttingen. Gut-
1: Oh, big on naturalism there.
2: Yeah, explored the relationship between size of dog breeds and life expectancy. They analysed over 56,000 dogs, representing 74 breeds that visited North American veterinary teaching hospitals. The scientists found that larger dogs appeared to age at a faster rate than smaller dogs. Interestingly, the research concluded that every increase in two kilograms reduces life expectancy by approximately one month. Wow. I know. So, so every every two kilos drops you by a month. Yeah, a month. So so that would mean an extra, if you're an extra 20-kilo dog, my calculations would say it's about a year.
1: Yep. So, so a 20-kilo dog compared to a 10-kilo dog would be a year's life.
2: Half a year, that one. Half a year. a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Two years, I got it wrong. Hey. yeah. So, but if you're a zero, if you're a zero kilo dog, how long do you live then?
1: Uh, well, that depends on if you're a creationalist rather than a naturalist, <laughs> and when the, uh, yeah, when you believe life starts, Lewis.
2: Or a naturist, as you are.
1: No, yeah, big into nature. I love, yeah. I love, I love just getting nature everywhere.
2: Yeah, well, you're more of a grower, I've heard, as far as the naturist oh. goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty cold sometimes at Morty, Alec.
2: <laughs> so there you go. And then um, there was another little section I got that uh, there is some evidence that small and large dog breeds are differentially susceptible to certain diseases. So large mm-hmm. dogs are more prone to musculoskeletal, gastrointestinal, and uh, cancer type disorders. And small dogs are more cr- uh, prone to endocrine related diseases. So well, that, that was really interesting. So, I guess in answering Claudia's question, um, I'm not sure where the, uh, the Adelaide blog person is not getting their evidence from. Clickbait. It's just clickbait. It's fake news.
1: Fake news. Fake yeah, news.
2: So, so maybe she could refer him to the, well, you could maybe send her a copy of your nature magazine um, that you've got your natural, naturalism, what is it?
1: Na- naturalism Weekly.
2: Yeah, weekly. Yeah. It's, it's a weekly Week, wow. thing.
1: It's weekly in the summertime because the weather's warmer. It drops back to monthly in the uh, <laughs> you know, in, in the winter. It's a bit cold, a bit chilly then, Lewis.
2: Very good. And also I did come across a graph which we've got on the screen now which shows yes. uh, a little bit about the average lifespan in years of a dog versus their average adult male body mass in kilograms. And that yeah. starts at about, well, 13 and a half for, for a lightweight dog. And once yep. you're getting up to about sort of forty kilos, we're down to about well, average lifespan about eleven years, and then it's it drops down sort of sixty kilogram dog, you're about ten years, and then it drops right down as, as the heavier you go. So we might put that that in the show notes that um that uh, and and maybe the, the link to the uh, we'll put a link to the um, uh, to that journal article as well in the show notes so that yeah. Cloudy can check it out and maybe just uh, just tag. A, Tag old Adelaide blog mate um, in, in, into the um into the broadcast. Have a listen. And the
1: interesting thing with that um, with that graph too, Lewis, there's actually a, a real accumulation of the um, of the circles uh, from that twelve to thirteen age uh, age mark, which is exactly where you were saying is where the the mean average age is. But it actually still tracks along. Like there's still quite a few of those dogs um, in that forty kilogram range that are up around the twelves and thirteens, which again clinically is what I'd often see, and I'd, I'd imagine you would too, with your you know golden retrievers and labradors and things like that that often seem to get to you know just into their teenage years so that's uh you know that that, again that graph would correlate pretty closely to what i reckon we see clinically again anecdotally but um there's nothing that's in that graph that i find surprising
2: yeah so it seems to be backed up by science i think there are a lot of there's a new study that's come out they're looking at insulin growth factor one igf1 i think as being possibly a reason as to why um, you know, why um, older dogs age a little bit quicker, but I think that's a study still in progress. So yeah, stay, right. keep listening. I'm sure if we, if we oh. see that study come out, we will be on top of it.
1: Or the, or the guy in Adelaide will, or won't, you know.
2: <laughs> and then, then we got our, another Patreon question. We've qu- yes. we got a lot of questions. We'll get on to Rebecca's Patreon question. She says, I'm a college student studying to become a vet tech. Listening to your podcast keeps me motivated when studying gets dull. Very nice, Rebecca. Well, it, That had happened? I'm gl- glad listen- we're here to entertain. Yeah, yeah, welcome. Please, please, uh, please, please have you on board. Uh, she's got a question. What's your biggest piece of advice for someone anticipating working in a vet office someday? How can I be preparing now for my first internship? Thank you so much. Mm, so right. you're you're a practice owner, Robbie. You are you probably have the odd student in every now and then. What do you reckon? Um,
1: I think the the really good students, the really good people that come in are the ones that um, know that are engaged <clears throat> when it's time to be engaged, and know when to disappear when it's time to disappear. You know. Um, Don't get under people. You see, some people, and it happens with vet students as well. Like sometimes vet students come in, and they're always under people's feet. They're always you sort of you. They just don't get the lie of the room of where does the traffic go? Where can I stand to be able to see things, but actually still getting it? You know, not getting in the way. Um, Asking the right questions, paying attention, listening. You know, Um, that that'd be the the main things for me. How about you?
0: They're
2: my top two, mate. Listen. Listen's a big one, you know? Listen to yep. what, what you've been told, what you've been asked to do, listen to what the vet or the, the, the nurses, other techs are saying, and asking questions is, is really important, you know? That, um, and and it's, um, it's, yeah, it's a good point that you say that you don't want to be under the vet or the vet techs' noses all the time and really getting in their way. But if you're, you're there to learn, it is important to really mm. make sure you ask lots of questions, if there's something that you don't understand. I think the other, the other things I thought of, and maybe they're a little bit esoterical, is, is maybe take take some lunch that you can eat on the run because you're likely to be yeah. very busy. Yes. You might, you might not have time to go out and get lunch and there's nothing like uh, the, uh, the work experience student going for, for an hour and a half lunch and everyone's just flat out and, you, you know, and you're you and sort of like, well, we actually were, you actually were quite helpful when you were here. Um, but, but linked into that is try and get a little bit of time away from the clinic if you can. So maybe yep. a busy day, just a 10 minute walk, go down the street, get a cup of coffee and walk out. I find that really helps me a lot with my day. Things are getting a bit mm-hmm. overwhelming outside, you breathe that fresh air, you go for a walk, come back in, you're ready to sort of go again. And, and then linking in with that is making sure you have some good work-life balance. You know, that, that yep, you go, you go to work, you, you do your, you know, appreciate you going to work, to work and you work hard, but then after work, you have some time to yourself. You have some exercise time. You maybe watch a movie, maybe you play a musical instrument, whatever it is you do, you have some time with your partner. Um, make sure you, you have a really good balance with your life, and it don't doesn't end up being the the be all and end all of your life.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It is very important, and it's it's very easy to lose sight of as well. Um, particularly if you're working at a busy place, um, it is important to you've got to make sure you look after yourself and you know, we are getting better as an industry um, of, of recognizing that. Um, and I guess that the main thing is, you know, you're still the person who's the best judge of yourself as well. You know, and if you want to do it, you get out of it, what you put in as too. you know um, I'd rather someone ask me, um, you know, ask me two questions than me have to tell them how to do it twice. You know, like you'd rather have someone ask you the question twice of what do I do here than have to say to someone, Hey, you know you've got to, you've got to put that thing there and then find that it's still in the wrong spot hang on you've got to put that thing there remember i told you you know because that means you haven't listened so yeah. um but yeah i think um i think your advice on on getting out for a little bit is a good idea like i've got a little rubber ball that um if i'm getting a bit um work out, i go out on and just sort of bounce it up against a brick wall for five minutes just um you know just sort of work on my baseball hands lewis while i can't uh, while i can't play
2: yeah, yeah, well, that's a right. good time to sort of reset Not, And the only other thing I suppose, perhaps it's more to vets that are starting out there, but certainly a vet tech, I guess, is that you need to go, I like to think uh, certainly with with new grad vets when they come in, that the, of the mindset that you can learn off absolutely everybody that's in the clinic. If you're, yeah. if you're, if you're a vet student, you're going in there going, no, I'm just going to learn off the vets because they're the only ones that know anything, you will get nowhere. You'll put offside yeah. the people who work around you and, and going to be able to help you every day. I remember my first job, the, the one of the older vet nurses that I worked with, she taught me so much stuff from simple things of how to put a bandage on so it'll stay on to, you know, how to give injections to a whole lot of stuff. But she, she was a vet nurse. She was a vet tech. But I learned so much from her. And so if you're a vet tech and you're a student vet tech and, and you see the... Uh, the, the dog groomer there, you might think, oh, they're below me. Well, not necessarily, you know, or they're not the head tech. They're, they're the, the same sort of person as me. There's always somebody, doesn't matter how old you get and how long you've been in this game, that you can learn off everybody around you.
1: Yeah. Now, if you if you walk in there with an ego, um, you know, that's, that needs, uh, needs to be sort of uh, turned sideways to make it through the door, you will not last long really in, in any profession. So, you know, it's good, it's good to have a really good idea of this is what I want to do. And it's good to be driven. There's a big difference between drive and ego. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And and also if if you're doing some internships, try and get really good variety, lots of different practices, do internships and watch the bosses and the people who you'll be working under and try and think about what sort of person they are and perhaps what sort of person you would like to work under in the future so that when you do go for a job you know yeah i really enjoyed working there because this person was like this or that person was like this or that person wasn't very nice i'm not going to go and work at that sort of clinic in the future so so using your, your, your experience also as well to think about your future job prospects as well i think that that can probably help you too ah good advice good advice mate. Yeah. Yeah. oh thank you thanks so much now we also we had do we have a question from nicole PV who Is not a Patreon supporter, so we will put that off to next week because we are running short of time. But I had one. We had one other question from uh, from Joe Alexander. Hey guys, who is your food sponsor in Western Australia again? The name escapes me, and I'm looking for food for my sister's cats. Can you help them out, Robbie?
1: I certainly can, mate. Delicate Care, made in Western Australia, uh, many different varieties. Um, you yeah, know, why not? Why not go and have a talk to your vet there? I'm sure uh, pretty well every vet in Western Australia knows about Delicate Care, so I'm sure they will be able to help you out.
2: Exactly. So I think uh, if you if you guys have got a question, we have got one more question, but that we'll put that off to to next week. Um, if you've got a question, you can. Well, find- I've actually.
1: I, I had someone ask me a question during the week. They wanted me to um, ask on the podcast as well. So what Explain. it is, um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But I'm just, just as a prelude, um, oh. they want to they, they, they know why, um, why their dog pulls on the dog's lead in it with its mouth while they're walking and how they can try and stop it. Ooh. So, I said, so I said, oh, that's it. that might be a fun one for the podcast. So I thought I'd give you the heads up on it.
2: Yeah, well, there should be some good research for you during the week, mate.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see whether or not the removalists and stuff have, have got any ideas.
2: Well, I hope that goes well, mate. You're moving on Monday. So nice. good luck with it all. I hope, hope it all goes well. hope the new house. Thank you. That, no, that everyone, it's all good. Can, everyone continues to wear socks in the house for the next 30 years that you're in there or longer.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. uh, not just 30 months or 30 days We're, or even 30 we can have,
1: hours. We're going to have communal moccasins at the front door.
2: Nice. Well, I look forward to my pair when I yeah. come and check it out post COVID.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, make sure your ones are goat ones. Yeah. After your Rwandan stew. Oh
2: yeah, I will, mate. I will. I might have some nice mm. mink ones that we talked about last week. Even, oh. even, even some made of a nice ferret. pelt. Lovely ferret pair of moccasins. They go.
1: Oh. They. They would. It'd be a little stinky if they're made from the wrong end of the ferret.
2: You would know that I've arrived. That's for sure, mate. Before I ring the doorbell. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, guys. So right. uh, that, that's a wrap. If you if you want to support us, uh, we we uh, will answer your questions too. If you're on Patreon, go to Two Vets Talk Pets. Sure, will. Two Vets Talk Pets. Find us there. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook. Um, go to anchor.fm like Claudia did. Claudia did, um, and give us an audio question. We love the audio questions. It's like we're Why an actual not? talkback radio show. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. And- and, uh, and, Claudia, if you've got a follow-up question or you want to get the um, the Adelaide vet on the line, let us know. We'll have, have a chat too. Send him to Anchor FM. <laughs> That's right. All right, and um, uh, twovetstalkpets at gmail.com, and uh, we'll we'll scratch you later.
0: Peace out, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, Twitter